Uh, before I start, I just want to say um, thank you for uh, those that came to the quiz night on Friday. Uh, it was uh, a fun time. Um, who, it was won by somebody called yes. The gorgeous ones. The gorgeous ones. Yes. It wasn't me, by the way. Just. So thank you for that. I just want to say over the over the last um, uh, eight eight months we we have uh, done sort of three events and we've raised nearly nine hundred pounds, which is brilliant uh, wow. for New Day. So I really thank you for all the uh, all of you who've been involved in that. Um, that is a real help. It helps uh, to reduce the cost of everyone, and it also helps for those who just cannot afford uh, to pay. There's a, a few of our young people that are. Uh, not in particularly good situations uh, financially, and so we can support them to go. We're taking a team of, or a total of about 25 um, uh, of us are going uh, in about three weeks' time. Uh, so thank you for your support. Do pray for us as we go. We'll say a bit more about it later, but um, it's usually an excellent time. I'm sure it will be this year. Um, as Jamie said, we're going to finish off um, in Ephesians. We're not actually, we haven't quite done the last few uh, verses in order. Um, so uh, we, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 6 and five, verses 5 to 9 today. Um, and this is about, primarily it's, it's addressing uh, our, us as people who work in the world. Okay. Um, uh, the first thing I want to say is how wonderful it is that uh, we've had a baptism today. It's a it's a wonderful statement by Tamsin. She was, she was the one that wanted it. She was the one that asked for it. Um, and it's a public declaration. Um, in in uh, Bible times, of course, they did baptism in the river. Uh, and everybody was looking on. And it was a public statement to say, I am following Jesus. I'm going for him. And everyone could see. Uh, and obviously here, everyone is welcome to come and see. And, and it's a... The start, and, and we're not saying, and Tanks is not saying, well, I've, I've arrived, I've, I'm, I'm everything I should be. Uh, she's just saying, actually, I've made a decision to follow Jesus, and I want to make a step of obedience and a statement to the world to say, I am following him. And it's the start of a journey, really, a journey of discovering God, of enjoying God, uh, but also of continuing to display to the world that we are followers of Christ. And, and that's what I really want to talk about today, is that actually, um, that's who we are. We uh, became Christians, we came to know Christ. This morning we've enjoyed his presence, and I hope you really were able to enter into a wonderful time of worship and praise, just enjoying God. Uh, but that is uh, so that we can now be who God has called us to be in the world. We can be his witnesses, and, and, and God called us, and calls us to be his witnesses. And when he went into heaven, he says, go, said to the people, go make uh, disciples. And then when he sent uh, uh, the Holy Spirit, he says, you will be my witnesses throughout the whole world. And, um, and we can sometimes get a bit sort of mixed up, uh, uh, you know, about who, what we are, you, you know, and, and we were, had a conference a few weeks back, and I know Jamie referred to it. And this conference was a lot about the fact that who we are called to be is not a holy huddle, um, but actually salt and light in the world. We're called to be yeast that goes throughout the day. We're called to be people who influence and change the society around us. And that's why baptism at the start is public. 
Because we're staying, we're, we're showing to the world, I'm following Jesus. And I'm going to follow him and I'm going to declare his goodness wherever I go. And we can find that a, a challenge. The reason I'm saying this is, is sometimes we can look at these passages in Ephesians as sort of just add-ons to what Paul really wanted to say in Ephesians. I'm just going to read it out and I'll, I'll explain why. So, in verse 5 of chapter 6, it says this. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favour when their eyes on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. Because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is a slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not treat them, uh, do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favouritism with him. These are verses that come to after tremendous passages in Ephesians. Uh, and Ephesians t- tells us, uh, firstly, it starts with who we are. We're sons and daughters of the King. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Uh, it talks us about when we were taken from darkness to life, from death to life. We have been clothed with power in uh, the, the same power that Jesus had is in us through the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then he talks to us about being a display, God's wonderful, uh, multicoloured uh, display of his glory. That's what the church is. And he's, he's raising us up in Ephesians uh, to, to, so that we know who we are, that we understand the amazing uh, calling that we have on our lives. Um, we're here to enjoy him, but also to take him to a watching world. And so in chapter 5... Um, he, as that background, he says, chapter 5, verse 1, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love. So he's saying, look, in, in view of all this, in view of who you are, in view of the fact that you have come to know Christ, and that you're royal sons and daughters, and in view of the fact that, that you're loved by God, and dearly loved, and live a life of love, imitate me in the world. And so he's leading up to these last sections of the book. They're not just little add-ons, oh, uh, when you go to work, be as good as you can. Uh, but No, don't worry about too much, because this is what I'm talking about. No, he's saying, this is, this is what it's leading to. This is what it's all about. I, you've got a calling on your life to affect the world around you. Yeah. And, and so, so these, these are not incidental little PSs at the end of a letter. This is, this is what he was leading up to. Now, not to say we ignore the first bit. No, they're wonderful truths that we, we live in and we understand and we, uh, and we take into ourselves. Because so often we take them in and then we forget them. We forget who we are. We forget we're royal sons of God. We forget we've been raised. We've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. We forget, as Jamie was talking about, we can be with him and we can experience him and we can enjoy him. Something like we did this morning. But we can do that at home, we can do that, and we can just enjoy his presence, and he wants us to do that. And we mustn't forget, because we can so often uh, move on from that. But actually, that leads us into how we are in the world. Now, the other thing to say, which, um, just to sort of give a bit of a background, Paul uh, 
was writing to slaves. Um, now, interestingly enough, uh, he doesn't, at, in this verse, specifically condemn slavery. Now, that's not to say the Bible doesn't. It does. Um, it doesn't condone slavery. It doesn't encourage slavery in these verses, but it recognises it's there. Now, we haven't got time to study this, but the Bible uh, clearly, uh, throughout the, the Scriptures, talks about uh, us as people of God standing against injustice. And it was the likes of Wilberforce and Co. who understood that for themselves and said, no, slavery is wrong, it's unjust, we need to stand against it. Um, and obviously that's, you know, but we, we still suffer it today. And as, as, as Christians, we need to stand still against injustice. That wasn't the purpose of what Paul was saying. He was recognising that for, for this time, that the slavery exists. Now, today, uh, we can take that as addressing primarily, not, because most of us here hopefully aren't in slavery, uh, but we are, most of us, in work. Um, and so we can take these verses as applying to the work that we do. Okay, so that's just a little bit of an explanation there. So Paul is um, saying how we as children of God, children of light, dearly loved of God should behave at work in our daily lives. And the problem with these verses is that they are incredibly difficult to live out. So just look at verse 5. Slaves, again, remember who she's talking to, obey your earthly masters with respect, with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart. Now he was talking to people who probably most of them wouldn't have born again Christian slave masters. He was talking to slaves, a lot of slaves came to Christ in Ephesus, but their masters, not all of them did. And some of the masters were good, but some would have been harsh. Some would have treated slaves as typical slaves, that, they, that, that they're worth nothing, they're treated badly. And so he, Paul was talking to people who were being treated like this, and he says to them, respect them, honour them, from your heart. And, and you think, Paul, do you know what you're saying? Think these people are being ill-treated by their masters. And yet, you want them to, to honour them and respect them from their heart. And, you see, Paul isn't simply saying to us, and this is, this is really a really important point. After this preach, you might go home and think, okay, I... I'm going to think about how I behave at work and I'm going to try harder. I'm going to just do a little bit better. If I complain twice a day, I'm just going to stop, I'm going to complain once a day. <laughs> I'm just going to try really hard and I'm going to be a little bit better than those around me because then I can display Christ. If that's what you think, then I haven't communicated something. Paul isn't saying do a little bit better. Paul isn't saying try a bit harder at work. He's saying you need a completely different mindset to the world. The way you tackle work, the way you tackle your daily life, you need a completely different thinking to the world. And the reason you've got a different thinking is because you have a different master. 
You belong to God. He is your master. He is your Lord. See, the world doesn't have that. We have a Father in heaven who loves us. We have a Saviour who is for us all the time. The world doesn't have that. The world just has earthly masters. And they have to fight for everything they can get. And that's because they're orphans. They have to fight. They have to campaign. They have to, they have to disagree. I work for London Underground. And uh, last week, a few of you were disrupted by strikes. And these people, whether you agree with the strikes or not, were fighting for what they could get. They're fighting for um, better working hours, better conditions, more money. And so they, that's all they've got. We heard a testimony today of someone who, who needed more money and went to the father, and the father answered them. That's a wonderful testimony of how we are, have a different mindset. Now, it's not to say, don't, don't get me wrong, not to say that we don't... Uh, you know, there are times when we need to, to stand up against injustice in the workplace and, and, and uh, actually, you know, it's not wrong necessarily to go on strike. I don't want to, to get into that argument. But actually, our mindset is we serve a different master, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, so in verse 5 it says, uh, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. And so Paul here is showing us that actually what we do, what we do in our work, in our school, in our college, at home, we're working not for the people around us, not even for ourselves, we're working for for the Lord, for God himself. He is our master. And we want to serve him. And the reason that it's so important that, that we have times like this in the presence of God is because when you know someone who's brilliant and wonderful and that you love with all your heart, doing stuff for them is easy. Doing stuff for them comes naturally. It just does. Perhaps some of us can remember a teacher at school that was really uh, encouraging, that uh, really... Um, you know, went, went out of their way to encourage us and, and uh, believed in you and, uh, and, and, and even though you didn't always get it right just was always saying, oh yes, you can do this. And a teacher like that, you do your best work for, don't you? You, 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 you do your best, you go home and you, you do your homework and you think, oh, I'm going I'm to do this just because of that. That's a picture of what, what we are to be like with Jesus. As we, as we get closer to him, as we understand how wonderful he is. And this is why Ephesians starts like it does. Paul's saying, look, get to know Jesus. Get to know how wonderful he is. Because actually then these things will flow out of your life. Because when you realise you're doing it for him, suddenly your outlook changes. Your mind changes. And so I, I, my boss is not very kind to me, but I'm not doing it personally for him, I'm doing it for Jesus. And yet, he's, he's, he's been unkind, he's overlooked me for promotion, uh, but I'm not doing it for him, I'm doing it for Jesus. And so I'm going to do it with all my heart, because I'm serving Jesus first and foremost. And so when we have that mindset, it's not a case of, of trying a bit harder, it's a case of actually saying, actually, I know who I am, 
I'm a child of the king. I'm working for him. I'm just going to love you, God, in the way I work. I'm going to love you, God, in the way I do my uh, homework. I'm going to love you, God, in the way I uh, serve my family at home. And suddenly, our attitude changes. And, our, and it is so different to the world, because the world doesn't have that. It doesn't have a wonderful Heavenly Father that they work for, that they love to bless, that they love to, to please. And so... That doesn't mean we don't have. Doesn't mean that non-Christians, people who don't know Jesus, don't work well. There are some excellent workers and, and people in my work, but Christians need to have a different mindset when it comes to work. Verse six goes on: Obey them not only to win their favour when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. So he repeats it again: from your heart. Let's grab a drink. Oops. In this verse, he's addressing uh, man pleasers, people who, who when uh, when their bosses are there, look brilliant and are excited and 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 put their hard work in. And when the boss is back his turn or is off at a meeting, they just sit back and are on the internet watching uh, watching cats or something, whatever you do. <laughs> And, and then when the boss comes back, they turn it off. <laughs> he said, don't be like that. Because the thing is, there's a real temptation to do that simply because you want reward. And if, if I do something that no one sees, well, there's no real reward in that, is there? So what's the point? Uh, but Jesus is saying, actually, the heart says, I'm going to do it because I'm doing it for you, Lord, and I'm going to do it whether anybody sees it or not. And I'm not going to look for praise from men. I'm going to look to praise from God. I'm going to look for his reward, not man's reward. Now, rightly, rightly so, you know, um, most companies, or, or some companies at least, do reward good workers, and, and rightly so. So if we do get a reward, great. But if we don't, we're not doing it for that for sole purpose. We're doing it to please him. And the next verse goes on to say, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord not men he keeps repeating this wholeheartedly with your heart from your heart because you know that the Lord will reward every one for whatever good he does whether he is a slave or free now this is a key verse as well and it's really important we get this when we go to work tomorrow if you're going to go to work tomorrow you are going to do a good work yeah? In the first part of Ephesians, Jesus or Paul talks about that God has prepared good works for us to do. And in our minds, we often think, oh, okay, good works. It means that I am going to tell someone about Jesus. Or I'm going to go and pray for someone and they're going to get healed. Or I'm going to be able to speak uh, at a meeting and, uh, and, uh, and you know, all heaven's going to break out or whatever, whatever happens. Um, and we look at those as, as good works. The Bible actually doesn't make any distinction between those type of good works, which are good works, and doing a good job. No distinction. He repeats the same words here about going and doing a good job as he does earlier on when he says good works prepared in fast for us to do. And it doesn't mean you go to work and say, well, unless I've spoken to someone about 
Christ today, I haven't done a good work. No. If you go to work and you do it wholeheartedly, you're doing a good work. And God is as pleased with that as if you came home and raised someone from the dead. It would be great if you could do that as well. But actually, God doesn't make a distinction. God's not saying, oh, these, there's, a, there's a hierarchy of good works and eventually some of you will get to this very good work uh, but the rest of you do this sort of not-so-good work. No. You will, if you go tomorrow to work, in whatever capacity it is, whether it's school or college or, or home or office or wherever it is, and you do it unto God with all your heart, it's a good work. It's a good work. And that pleases God. That pleases him. That delights his heart. Because you're doing it for him. You're doing it for him. You're presenting and saying, Lord, you know, I'm not perfect, but I want to do this for you. And we do it first of all for God. And that's what God has called us to. The verse in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10 31. I haven't got it written down. So wherever you eat, wherever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Amen. Do it all for the glory of God. And that is why Christians who know God and understand Him and have got close to Him, they tend to be the ones that work best. Because they've got an idea of who they are. And when they go to work, they just they're just loving Jesus. And when they uh, do stuff on a Sunday. They're just loving Jesus. And, and so there's no difference. You know, me standing up here, uh, if, if I stand up here and do this, and then I go to work and I moan and complain and don't give my heart, that's, that's, that, the two are opposed to each other. And I need to hear what I'm saying as well. Because actually I can't say this stuff and then not live it out. And Jesus isn't, isn't pleased as, oh, well, you, didn't, you preached on Sunday, so that was fine. You don't have to worry about it next week. <laughs> no. no I, when I go to work tomorrow, I'm, I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it for Him. And whether I get recognised or not, whether my, my boss treats me fairly or not, mustn't make a difference. And, and the mindset is because I'm doing it for Him. And that's the, the difference. So it's not a case of going and thinking, I'm going to try harder. It's a case of saying, no, I'm going to change my mind about the way I think about myself and about what I do. Because it's all for him. And Jesus promises in those verses about rewards. And he says, actually, you may not get a reward on this earth. These slaves, most of them would never get a reward here. Some of them did, because they got released. But actually, most of them didn't. But actually, Jesus said, I'm going to reward you. So don't do your work to get a reward from your managers. Some of you will. Some of you won't. But you will get a reward from Jesus. He promises that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he's a slave or free. Whatever good he does. So if you go to work tomorrow and you do it for God and you do it wholeheartedly for God, you are building up a reward in heaven. You may even get a reward here on earth from him. Who knows? I can guarantee it's in heaven. God loves to bless us here too. 
So I want to just challenge you for a moment to stop and think, what is my attitude to my work like? How do I look at what I do during the week? Do I struggle with it because I don't like my boss? Or it's tedious? Or it's, you know, I don't have good friends around me? Or, or whatever it is. Or I'm going to go to work tomorrow and say, God, this is not a brilliant situation I'm in, but actually, you've called me to love you. You've made me a son and a daughter, and I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to do my best for you. And uh, we may not all get it right. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. And the other thing, which is really important, is it doesn't mean we're the best, necessarily. Um, uh, my work, I, I do my best, but there are people around me who know far more than I do, who are far more intelligent, and who do stuff that I can't do, just because that's who they are. That doesn't, that doesn't faze me. I am called to do what I do, who I am. But what I do know is that when I am working for God, I bring something completely different into the workplace. You see, I may not have all the answers, although I do believe God gives me some when I ask him. But what I do bring is I do bring a flavour of Christ into my workplace. And that's not boasting, it's just because I'm a Christian, because I spend time on a Sunday morning in his presence, I'm going to have the flavour of Jesus about me, and I'm going to bring it into the workplace. So I may not do the best work, but actually I'm going to start affecting those around me, simply because I'm bringing something of Jesus. I'm going to start being salt and light. I'm going to start being... uh, um, uh, that, that yeast in the dough that, that affects those around me. And, you see, I can't change my work situation, but if I bring Jesus in there and he is around me and he starts rubbing off on my work colleagues, they will change. They're bound to, because Jesus never walked into a situation that didn't change. And so, as we start living this out, so our situations will start to change. We've had testimonies of people that have just taken God at their word. Um, Tisha, I don't want to uh, um, embarrass her, but the, the, the difference she has made in the, her work at Sky is phenomenal. And it's not she went, she didn't set out as a structure. She just took Jesus with her. She just took Jesus with her. And she thought, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to live this out the best I can. Jesus, because that's what I'm serving, and the atmosphere changed. The situation changed. It's not perfect, but actually we can start influencing our environment because of who we are. And it's not by trying harder. It's not, 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 it's not that we don't give effort to our work. It's, it's, that's, you know, obviously we do. We do the best we can, but we do the best we can for God. But actually, as we carry something of Jesus into those situations, as we, as we carry him, so our environment will be changed. And people are going to come up and say, well, why aren't you complaining? Why aren't you worried about this job situation? Why, why, why are you at peace here? Why, why, why do you act differently to the rest of us? Why, you don't seem to moan. You, know, you seem to be quite happy. You seem to, to, to take things in your stride. Why, why is that? And then 
you can give them an answer for the hope that is within you. And it says elsewhere somewhere. We have opportunities. So, as, as we live this out, for testimony about, well, actually, because I've got a father in heaven who loves me, who's looking after me, who, who, uh, who promises to provide. And therefore, I'm not going to fear, because actually, he's the one that sorts all this out. And they will see, actually, the difference in us. Not because we've thumped the table and told them the gospel. There may be opportunities and Pray, pray for those that you do be able to share but actually just as you bring the fragrance of Christ into your workplace because you love him and because you're working for him so you will influence and change and people will see people will see there is a difference about that woman that man that young person there's a difference about it what is it what, what's going on with it and that's what Paul was getting to that's what he wants us to be As Ephesians was written there is this thing, actually, we have a commission to affect and change this world, to bring the kingdom and to have a completely different mindset that comes in and transforms areas of life. It doesn't happen overnight, but it happens bit by bit. It seeps through. It's that picture of the, the yeast in the dough. You put it in there. Uh, I'm not a, a, a person who particularly cooks for these things. My wife has made this stuff before. Bread, stuff, whatever. <laughs> but as I understand it, you put the yeast in and you leave it there and it looks exactly the same as soon as you put it in. But if you put it in an airing cupboard, or wherever we want, do you have airing cupboards these? I don't know, where do you put it? You put it somewhere warm. Overnight, it just, it just grows, doesn't it? Is that right? <laughs> A few hours, whatever. You get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ought to cook this stuff so we can. Yeah. I won't. Okay. The greatest example, I'm going to finish with this, of someone who lived this out <coughs> and had a tremendous impact is, and I guess we all will know the story, is, is Joseph in the Old Testament. He was sold, sold as a slave very unjustly. And yet he, in his mind, knew he had a calling on his life. He knew who he was serving. And so wherever he was put, in Potiphar's house, in the jail, he just lived for God. I'm serving my master. And I'm going to do the best. And I shouldn't be in prison. I don't deserve to be here. And you can be in a bad job and you can have two options. I don't want to be here. I'm going to moan and complain. Or you can say, no, I'm here. I'm going to serve Jesus. And because he did that, and because he served God, in whatever situation he was in, he became a person that completely changed a nation. His influence was huge. And that story isn't there simply to say, oh, this was Joseph, don't, don't think you'll ever get that far. No, it's there as examples to us what individuals can see happen in, in their own lifetime, but also in the future. Uh, as, as we think about further future generations, what can happen for people who simply love God and serve Him? He impacted people immediately around Him. He, he changed the lives of people who, who had dreams, and then He changed the lives of a whole nation. You know, that's what God's called us to be. And, and it, it happens as we tomorrow morning make a decision Lord I'm, tomorrow I'm going to go to work and I'm going to love you and I'm going to work for you and I'm going to do my best for you Amen. and 
I'll let you worry about the impact. I'm not going to try and work out steps to how this, this company is going to change, but I'm just going to serve you. And I'll let you do what you do best, which is you change things. You, know, you change things. Because you, you just, when you walk into the room, everything changes. We sing that. So I'm just going to bring Jesus into my workplace. And I'll let you do, Jesus, whatever you want to do. And over time, I can tell you, he will change your situation and your workplace. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for Lord, the way you speak to us. God, you don't come down with a harsh thing and say, just try harder. God, you, you come and you say, yeah, change your mind about these things. And, but remember who I am. Remember that I love you. Remember that I'm your lover. I'm your master, but I love you. And I want you to work for me. And God, I just pray that you help us to have you in mind of who we are, of who you are. And God, when we go tomorrow morning and wherever we're going to go, I pray, God, that we would go, Lord, wanting to just bless you, wanting to live for you, wanting to wholeheartedly work for you. And Father, Lord, you would just impact those around us. But Father, we would do a good job tomorrow because we love you and because we're yours. And I pray, God, that in time, Father, we would see changes take place in people that come and ask us, God, what's, what, what's the hope in you? What's the hope in you? And in our environments and in our workplaces, God, because you are there and because you are being honoured in that place. Mm. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.